1: Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
2: Hello and welcome to the Big Travel Podcast Exploring Life Stories Through Travel. I'm Lisa Francesca Nand. A rather hungover conversation one morning in Dublin between two best friends led to the creation of a lovable character called Ashling, who quickly became a Facebook phenomenon, and then a best-selling book, and then another one, and is now becoming a film. On this episode, we explore the quirks of life in every small town, moving to the big city, the wild days of the Irish Celtic tiger, crazy nights in Berlin, even crazier ones in Las Vegas, and so much more. Joining me for a delightful conversation are co-authors Sarah Breen and Emma MacLeissett. This is the first time I've ever had two people to interview at the same time. So we're huddling around my recording device here in the offices of Penguin on The Strand in London. And why don't you introduce yourselves first of all? I'm Emer MacLeisset. And I'm Sarah Breen. And we are friends
1: and co-authors of what is now a series of books around Ashling. So the first book is called Oh My God, What a Complete Ashling. The second book is called The Importance of Being Ashling. And both have just
0: come out here in the UK and uh, they're both out in our native Ireland as well.
1: Not just
2: out, but you've hit the number one slot in Ireland, haven't you?
1: Yeah, it's been a kind of a phenomenon in Ireland. We were the best-selling Irish book in the country last year. Um, and then this year, when the second book came out, the success really took everyone by surprise. And at the moment, both books are back in the top five in Ireland. So it's been incredible because we get to work together and we hang out together all the time. We have travelled together. Um, so it's like we've turned our friendship sort of into a career, which is, like, amazing.
0: I know. We Even on our way here this morning, we were kind of thinking about people sitting in offices and going, God, that used to be us. And look at us. Now?
1: Yeah, not so long ago, I
0: might add, like a
2: year ago. What an absolute dream come true. What was the what gave you the idea to start writing a book together?
0: Well, we actually came up with a character who's the centre of the book about ten years ago. As Sarah said, we've been friends for a long time. We went to college together, and we just one day hung over sitting around in blankets under the flat we used to share in a little place called Stony Badder in Dublin. We came up with this character called Ashling and she was kind of like like a an irish everywoman or just kind of an everywoman so we were we were thinking about why were these girls with these traits and the first trait we came up with was who are the
1: people who buy brown mascara like <laughs> why why is that industry going and then we decided that the people who buy by brown mascara are also the people who are still buying bootcut jeans because <laughs> a Weight Watchers leader once told them it was they were slimming. Very slimming. A dark bootcut is
2: fabulous for the figure. Yeah. They, they have come back in though. Yeah. But yeah. It's, kind of, if it's you cyclical. Ashling's delighted. Yeah. <laughs> if you wore them the first time round it kind of feels weird wearing them again Yeah. As, as I get
1: older and things the trends start to come back I'm like no nope, I can't do chokers again I did it in the 90s I'm not doing it yeah. now I've been
2: tempted by a choker this week I'm thinking about one for New Year's Eve you could pull yeah, it off you yeah. could yeah. Uh, yeah. I
1: could not pull it off I don't have the neck first <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but th- it hides a multitude of sins it does sort of it does you need a nice long <laughs> really lean <big> choker
2: <laughs> <laughs> anyway I digress so,
0: um, so the other uh, traits we came up with was so there's a, a fancy department store in Dublin called Brown Thomas I know it so Ashling would definitely buy something in Brown Thomas, probably a Clinique special offer. Something with a gift. A Something gift. with a free gift. So you get the value. And then she would keep the Brown Thomas bag to keep bring her lunch to work in mm. because she's just so fancy. And then the Brown Thomas bag would probably last about six months until the Clinique product had run
1: out. Yes, and she needed to reinvest. And it has those little rope handles. You would nearly pay for the bag. You nearly has. would. And you'd keep it nice and clean. And her Tupperware is in there. And then we just kept talking about Ashling, Like, oh, well, Ashling has definitely never dyed her hair. Why would you? She has a, a million loyalty cards on her keyring because it's basically like free money. So we we decided Ashling is like this sensible friend that we wish we had and then when we explained the concept of Ashling to our friends in our wider circles everyone was like oh yeah I sit beside Ashling and work or you know I know an Ashling from home or whatever and this was 10 years ago so we you know didn't do anything because that's classic us. <laughs> <laughs> we're incredibly lazy. <laughs> yeah. But Eva made a Facebook page so we could share all our little Ashlingisms, and it slowly and organically grew. We now have like 50,000 members in it and we've had to kind of close it off because it was getting sort of crazy in there. Yeah yeah. Um, and then we were approached by an Irish publisher who said look, we really like this character. She's so relatable. Everyone seems to love her. Would you consider doing a book? Um, And we were like, oh God, effort. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But then we'd always wanted to work together. My background, we were both in the media. My background's magazines and then Emir was in radio and then online journalism. And so we were like, okay, best case scenario, it's an opportunity for us to work together. Worst case scenario, we make an absolute show of ourselves.
0: (laughs) We were prepared. prepared. (laughs) We were mostly concerned with not making a show of ourselves. Yeah. And the publisher, we think... Probably wanted us to do kind of a gift book, kind of a compendium of funny Ashleyisms, but Sarah and I didn't really want to throw away 10 years of a character on something quite so throwaway, really. So we came back to them with the idea for a novel. And um, I meanwhile, we were Googling, have two people ever written a novel together? <laughs> how, to, like- how to write a novel, you know, what? <laughs> what is a plot?
1: <laughs> um, and they said, OK, yeah, put together a plot for us and we'll see what we think. So the night before it was due, we went to the pub with a laptop and just put together a very loose plot. And that became the plot for our first book. Oh, my God, what a complete action. Yeah, and we wrote it thinking
0: really nobody would ever read it. As you do, I mean you can't project how this how successful something like this might be and we didn't we really had no idea if what we had written was any good but it turns out that people loved it. A lot of
2: people loved it. Yeah. You have probably ruined the life of Ashlings all over Ireland. Though. <laughs> a bit like my my friend has a child called Alexa and she was really annoyed when the whole I Ask oh, Alexa I Oh, yeah, yeah. because was quite a really cool, you know, yeah, she was really pleased with that yeah. name.
0: Yeah, Ashlings yeah, yeah. a popular name in Ireland. Yeah, you've
2: probably ruined people's lives. at uh, a nice For the way. most
0: part people are quite happy about it, I yeah. think
2: everyone
1: seems very very fond of her you know she's a bit of a square our Rashling, but there's a lot of heart to her she's that friend like as I said that we wish we were a bit more like
0: a lot of um, feedback we get when people have read the books are that they miss her and that they're so they've, they've, they've spent so much time with her and reading the books and then she's gone and they're like
2: oh where is she bring her back <laughs> that's so, a real um, sign of a great book is when you miss the characters yeah, and, yeah. I can really yeah. and actually
1: I kind
0: of miss her when we stop writing the books as well
2: yeah. even though it's
1: stressful and we always leave it to the last minute and then we've deadlines coming and <laughs> and we're actually turning the first book into a film at the moment we're working, amazing I know we're so chuffed we're working with an Irish production company called Element Pictures who have been like really successful in the past they produced Room which Brie Larson won an Oscar for Mm -hmm. and so they are you know to have their support and they're sort of holding our hands through the whole process because we've never done script writing before so yeah that's been a bit of a challenge but we're getting
2: there so tell me about obviously this is about travel so tell me about Aisling because she comes from a small town in Ireland and to anyone not living in Ireland Ireland is one of probably one of the most sought-after places for people to visit in the world so this is you know this is travel Tell me yeah. about where she lives. She lives in, the town where she lives is called Ballygobard and it's
1: fictitious but it's sort of based on where I grew up and a little bit on where Emer uh, grew up. It's I'm sure you have them in the UK. It's one of these one-horse towns with like a main street. Got a Chinese about 10 years ago which is very exciting. Got an ATM. Yeah, <laughs> yeah everybody knows everybody. You know, there's two schools and like 500 pubs and she had a very sort of rural, idyllic upbringing where she well, we used to catch frogs and hedgehogs and all the rest of it and then she sort of has an opportunity then to move up to Dublin and she she kind of wants to sample the more sophisticated city life and she
2: does and things change for her Dublin is one of my favourite cities in the world. It's so expensive, though. Even, like, oh living here in London, Dublin yeah. is just yeah. so expensive. Yeah, it's very, compar- uh, very comparable with
1: London. Yeah. Um, and at the moment, it's changing very rapidly. We're building a lot of hotels over there now because tourism is just off the charts and it's so valuable. But um, there are obviously repercussions on people who actually live there and Airbnb is kind of strangling the renters. So it's become sort of difficult. To we live. actually kind of look at that issue of...
0: Renting and you know shortage of properties in the set in the importance of being Ashling kind of you know from Ashling's point of view and her friends point of view in terms of we can't find anywhere to live we're having to move down home which is a thing that's happening a lot in Ireland because people are moving back in with their parents
1: and Ashling's very lucky because she does have that safety net and we would be from similar situation as well like my parents still live in the country and I know if anything happened I could always move down with them but there are so many people who live
2: in Dublin who don't have that and the aftermath of the Celtic Tiger sort of changed things a lot because traditionally You've got Irish young people moving away, haven't yeah, you? Yeah. From the potato famine yeah. onwards, and you know, people going to find a new life in the new world and people coming to America and, and the uh, England and Scotland. And the, after the whole boom of the Celtic Tiger, which was amazing. I was I was there and it watching. was insane. It was insane. <laughs> we <laughs> were we were at the
0: height of our not that well, we we were just starting our media careers, I think, at the time, and it was just like, every it night you go out and you'd be legging free drinks everywhere. And, yeah. then, and then the
1: recession came and it wasn't quite so
2: much fun. Nobody How would you describe the Celtic Tiger for someone who doesn't hasn't heard of it? It was the big boom that happened just it before the bust. It was a massive
1: boom. Everybody suddenly had so much money. The banks were giving away, like, 110% mortgages. People were being encouraged to, why buy one house when you could also buy an apartment in Bulgaria? Yeah, pe- Meanwhile, there was no flights from Dublin to Bulgaria. Yeah, you couldn't even get from Dublin to Bulgaria
0: Easily, and people were just buying apartments off plan, going, oh, well, I have all this money
1: that the banks are giving me. Like, people were taking helicopters, crazy places. At one point, Ireland had the highest ownership of helicopters in the world.
2: Like It's, <laughs> it's tiny. Inexplicably, it's tiny.
1: It's like, why drive when you... we were Actually, we were uh, reading a really funny Twitter thread about this recently, and there were builders, obviously, and all tradesmen, did very well at this time. And apparently, there was some pub in rural Ireland that used to go through, like, a pallet of champagne a week because builders would come in and drink a bottle of champagne in two pint glass. (laughs) people were just like Buying new clothes at the weekend, just throwing them in the bin. <laughs> new clothes. So, yeah, we were yeah, we we're at the height of our media. Like, we weren't time. making any money, but... No, and we certainly weren't saving any money. That no, was the thing. Nobody, nobody saved, saved Nobody saved, saved a
0: penny. Everyone paid massive rents. Nobody saved a penny. Everyone had a great time. And then it all came crashing down. My,
1: the company I worked for briefly produced a travel magazine called First Class, which was just dedicated to First Class travel, because that's what people were doing. Now, it seems insane now. We're all back in Rhino. It was
2: probably all on credit card, wasn't it? I yeah, think, yeah, it was time, absolutely yeah. everything was mm. on credit. Yeah. yeah.
0: Everyone had very extravagant kitchens...
1: Like there was decking everywhere. Uh, oh, decking, decking was a decking big thing. cocaine yeah. all
2: over the country. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cocaine off the decking. Yeah. Very useful with those grooves. Patio heaters, <laughs> like heating the
1: air. Heating hot, the, tubs, yeah. hot tubs. Hot I tubs, I imagine, oh were everywhere. Yeah. Every garden centre suddenly had a hot tub section.
2: <laughs> so you can kind of sort of see the aftermath, can't you? You can almost visualise the empty hot tubs, well, <laughs> the we all know rotting decking. The decking you know, is so slippery the, now.
0: Everyone is putting yeah. like in Nobody varnished it properly or treated
2: <laughs> it. And so things uh, seem to be looking up, though, don't they? I mean, we've moved out of that, really deep part of the yeah, yeah. aftermath. The, 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 the worldwide
0: recession awesome. was, was bad and the, the, you know, the housing crash and everything but yeah Dublin is really really expensive. For the people who live there it's quite difficult because rents are so high and you know
1: incomes haven't really changed to reflect that. So it's and Irish people are obsessed with owning property and it's very difficult to buy property at the moment. There's just a massive housing shortage, there's just not enough houses to go around, there's no social housing being built and meanwhile every airbnb
2: is jammed and the place is filled with tourists so. a bit similar what's happening in barcelona as well and yeah. you know there were those sort of anti-tourist protests well, last yeah. summer and the summer before um but when you go to dublin it's such a great night out but it is like a party central and i can imagine those sort of central areas around temple bar and everything mm-hmm. where people it's just amazing you know you need a holiday to get over it if you like going out yeah. and drinking and socializing like i do but <laughs> you know for the people that are living there that's like you know, quite difficult to wake up when you've got to go to work and everyone's, yeah. you know. Yeah,
1: uh, sometimes you'll be unlucky enough to have to walk through Temple Bar on the way to work and you're just kind of picking your way through yeah. vomit <laughs> and seagulls eating old chips. Pe- yeah. It can be the quite seagulls,
0: I, I have a theory that the seagulls in Dublin are the biggest in the world because yeah. they just They're terrifying. They're terrifying, they're huge. They're known for stealing entire meals out of people's
2: hands. <laughs> it's <laughs> and the same thing in Brighton there actually. I once saw some woman ter- uh, terrorised by a seagull that was chasing her down, chasing her baby in the pram, yeah, down the yeah. road, and the baby probably the had an nice or something. It probably yeah. did. I feel like the like, dummy, or something.
0: I feel like seagulls were brought up in the doll, which is the Irish Parliament last summer because they were
1: such yeah. a problem. We have
2: to do something. We have to put a net over the country. <laughs> a bit like <laughs> developing some sort of seagull mis- is it misomatosis that they developed? Oh, oh uh, mixamotosis. Yeah. Yeah. Kill them off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a good idea. No anyway, I, I have no idea how we got to the seagulls, <laughs> but the small town that Ashling is from, I can. Those tiny towns are all over Ireland, and actually, I think there are more of the there than here because there are places even though it's such a small country there are places that are so rural and the roads you know it looks like it's not going to take you a long time to get there but mm. actually you know by the, the say, infrastructure the purpose, isn't
1: there to back it the up infrastructure yeah. <laughs> which is
2: great because you know it's it's good not to have these dirty great big motorways sort of cutting through everything mm-hmm. but it does take you an age to get anywhere yeah. that's out of like the sort of main you know beaten track and, and, and you can then, get stuck behind a tractor or, or, or sheep or yeah. a flock of sheep
1: <laughs> yes yeah
2: and but it, that's what what makes it so beautiful as well describe to me some of these tiny little villages
1: well where we're from we're sort of in the east of the country which has been branded the ancient east for <laughs> tourism purposes um, Ireland's very good at rebranding its, its areas for tourism purposes it's, <laughs> yeah, it's,
2: it's not like Rome not
1: so <laughs> far. it's almost like Rome <laughs> it, it's very green and where I'm from in Carlo, we have a, a lovely mountain range called the Blackstairs Mountains which is very pretty and I grew up in this little village where there's like loads of granite walls and it's now I realise it's a Georgian village at the time I didn't appreciate it because I was like Ugh, was so boring but now I come home a lot and we have like a stately ha- home kind of like a manor house you do oh I don't uh. I mean me as a townsperson the town has yeah. one I the thought town you one, <laughs> had one. she grew hard. up in the
0: shadow of the manor house
1: yeah. but now it's they have weddings there and music festivals and stuff and there's another hotel in the town now the village where I'm from is called Boris and it has Boris. become Boris like Boris Johnson with two R's yeah but it's become like the Wedding capital of Ireland because of the two venues. So now people I know in Dublin who have never set foot in Carlow before are talking about like going oh, down to bars for weekends. Yeah, very very pretty, like beautiful views. And um, bars has a viaduct as well, which was built in Roman times or whatever <laughs> ancient <laughs> ancient oops, the ancient days. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and um, where Emmer's from Kildare is a bit flatter.
0: Yeah, I'm from Kildare, which is the kind of a county between Carlow and Dublin. Commuter distance to Dublin, but it's a very I'm, the village where I'm near from. Near is called Kill K I L L, and it's a Kildare is a horse racing uh, county, so we're famous for uh, producing Grand National winners and thoroughbreds. But um, yeah, those little villages, like the village where, well, I grew up in the in the deep countryside, but the village where I'm from um, nearby like, has more pubs than anything else, yeah. which is a real... I don't know if it's the same in, in the no, UK. No, not at all.
2: No, it's, it's very different, and that's lovely about Ireland. I mean, there is hopefully a village pub, sometimes two in, yeah. in small villages, but nothing like Ireland. Uh, yeah, yeah no, we'd need multiples of that now. That's the best thing about it. <laughs> yeah. It is. It's nice to go from... You'll lo- of you often the in Ireland only
0: know you're driving through a village when you see a pub. And obviously, the local people know it's a village, and they know that down there there might be a bit of a shop, or there might be, you know, a pa-
1: decorative pump,
0: Paddy Joe selling tea bags at the back of his pub or whatever. But it's the pub where you know, okay, this is the village. Yeah. I know where. I know. Where, I've hit the spot now. I can stop here. Yeah.
1: and
2: <laughs> get out the car. And
0: have the sat nav was like, uh, I don't know, but you're like, well, the pub knows.
2: <laughs> and I imagine, like Ashling, and like many people growing up in small towns, we can all relate to that in a certain way. You tried to get out as soon as possible.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, now Ashling is a bit of a home bird. so she was, you know, making the exit wasn't always on her mind whereas it sort of was for me I know Mm -hmm. when I went I moved to Dublin for college and I knew I wasn't going to go back home and as I said now I can really appreciate the village where I'm from so when I go down on the weekends and I really enjoy the slower pace of life I enjoy Mm -hmm. that everybody knows everybody's business because it's kind of it's got a community vibe, but Ashling, yeah, she um, a big Ashling
0: trait would be going down home for the weekend every so,
1: single weekend. Yeah,
0: every weekend, getting the public transport or driving the little micro down the the motorway or whatever, and then taking off the windy roads. <laughs> going down home would be very important to her. So for our Ashling in the books, the journey between down home and Dublin is is very important and kind of symbolic of the journey she makes through the books if uh, that's not too sappy
2: yeah. <laughs> and she travels further afield as well doesn't she she travels quite she a does. lot we yeah. were discussing
1: this over breakfast uh, this morning she likes to go on her holiday you know one or two holidays a year because that's what everybody does she likes a good deal as well so she'll be looking in on Groupon and those for her uh, weekends away but we were we were in at the hotel having breakfast this morning we were just laughing about you know when Ashton goes to a hotel she will first of all she'll check every drawer and every cupboard in the place to make sure that she's not missing any amenity then she will have brought her own stash of tea bags so she'll make her own cup of tea you, don't yeah. her trust you can't to be trusting foreign That's, tea yeah and then the hotel breakfast would be a, a huge source of pleasure for her so if she's paid for a hotel breakfast even if she's at a wedding the night before even if she's been out till 6am she is not missing that hotel breakfast it's and a crime to Ashling to miss a hotel breakfast you know the people who are
0: like oh I'd prefer the extra hour of sleep Aisling is like you'll sleep when you're dead get up and have the sausages they might
1: have a pancake machine <laughs> you
0: just don't know <laughs> I was places. once at a hen party in a, a hotel in Athens which is in the Midlands of Ireland, and they had a pancake machine, and I've never quite gotten over it. <laughs>
2: I've been to five-star hotels all over the world because of my job, and I've never seen a pancake machine. It just What's spits out pancakes. It. It's yeah, just, it's just amazing.
1: Yeah. Or like a waffle machine, you know, you turn it over. Yeah. And she would really enjoy all the tiny pastries, and she might siphon off an hotel in her handbag. She might, she or, definitely or. would. <laughs> I
2: think this is she has all of us. Yeah. She? Well, this is it. Yeah. And it's the
1: same with the toiletries. I mean, you can't have enough shower caps. No. Or tiny shampoos and conditioners for the next kits. time. <laughs> for the next time you go somewhere. And like, what a bonus if you have like a dental kit or something.
2: Yeah. Um, so she ends up in two different. Countries. She goes to Tenerife. She goes to Tenerife, and she and goes to classic,
1: Berlin. Classic and she goes to Berlin in the
0: first book, and her trip to Berlin is as a result of her uh, her new life. So in the first book, oh my god, winning Pete Ashling, she moves to Dublin and makes friends with these kind of hipster girls who are lovely but kind of show her a new way of life and they take her to Berlin, and she's there practicing her kind of her junior search German, or her I guess it would be GCSE German, German and you with know, her
1: guidebook and everything. And they're like, Oh no, we're going, we're going to a club. we're going clubbing. Like, we're
0: the, we're the club doesn't open until yeah. 3 a.m. And Ashling's like, What? But
1: the Berlin Wall, <laughs> <What>? the Reichstag, <laughs> the Reichstag, <laughs> of my guidebook? Hard Rock Cafe. I need to
2: pick up a t shirt, I need some fridge magnets. Is this because you've been to Berlin? Did you go to Berlin to research it?
1: We went to Berlin separately, yeah. like, at various different times, but we've, we've never had an experience like Ashling has. In no. It. Berlin, where she goes to a techno club and she takes a pill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like she. She she really
0: she really goes for it. Yeah, as she thinks she's going. for All is not what it seems. Yeah, it transpires. Uh, it's a lot of people say it's one of their favourite uh, moments in the book because it's just it's, it's really funny. <laughs> if you ever
2: send her back there in a in a future book. The Kit Kat Club is the weirdest in Berlin. is the weirdest club I've ever been to oh, in really? my life. It's an S and M club just outside oh, the right. of town, but I didn't <laughs> go there knowing uh, that that's oh. what I was going to so it was quite a surprise you, it, it
1: sounds like you might have had kind of an Ashling experience moment. it was yeah <laughs> it was
2: absolutely it sounds very similar it but was we a,
1: decided that like pushing her out of her comfort zone we get great comedy and mileage out of it so in the second book we we sent her to Las Vegas <laughs> yeah <laughs> and again we've been to Las Vegas separately uh, not together and
0: very funny pooling our separate experiences of Vegas into this one Ashling experience and I mean it would be a big Ashling or Irish gal thing to go Go kind of four of them off to Vegas for yeah. a long weekend or whatever. You might
1: do a helicopter tour of the Grand Canyon, then go to San Francisco and fly home. I and mean, yeah. it's a nice deal. Yeah. but she yeah she gets very enamored with the um, all you can eat breakfast, <laughs> or all you can eat buffet. Yeah, because you know they're famous for them in Vegas, and it's crazy the value that you can get, yeah. I and mean, you can add have the add-ons. For yeah, the all you can eat she things. accidentally
0: orders an eighty dollar fruit bowl. This is she- based
1: on my actual experience. <laughs> (laughs) Like, you know, when you go to Vegas and you just lose the run of yourself, you act like a Rockefeller and you're gambling and suddenly you just, you just, yeah, you think you're Paris Hilton. And I woke up one day in the hotel and I've never, like normally when I'm hungover, I want something beige and salty, but I was just so parched and so thirsty. And my friend Kira was like, you know what I'd really like? I'd like some like cold fruit. Yes, cold fruit. That sounds amazing. So she found a fruit bowl on the room service menu. I mean, how expensive can a fruit bowl be? <laughs> yeah. So we ordered it and wolfed it all down. It was mostly melon, which is the ultimate filler fruit. An <laughs> apple. I think there might have been two strawberries. Insults. insult. Fruit. I know. Was there even a bit of pineapple? <laughs> Maybe like one piece.
2: Not even a couple of blueberries. Oh, yeah. not a
1: hope. A <laughs> superfood, are you mad? Anyway, got we got the bill and it was $85. Um, for fruit <laughs> yeah but it's vegas you're paying 200 dollars for blow dry like
2: <laughs> wipe it off an 85 fruit bowl i think every anyone who's been to vegas has a vegas story like that yes. it is a crazy place and you yes. lose sense of time because yeah. they just there's oh, no yeah. if you unless you're going outside you know you can walk around inside from hotel to hotel to hotel this, without this is, even that's seeing what any struck any me
0: the most the time light. i was in vegas so i was just like you can be in vegas and never go outside yeah but yet experience almost all of it it's Absolutely mad. And
1: the fact that everybody is there on a mad one and you're all sort of in it together. Like you just meet the most random people in hotel bars, in lifts, and (laughs) yeah, and you have to it has to be done and you have to really go for it I yeah think, we
0: Vegas. really enjoyed sending Ashling to Vegas
1: yeah it's
2: a shame you didn't go together to do the research
1: yeah.
0: Need to get on yeah, to get we still
1: might yeah we still might I we've done to... a bit of
0: travelling together though
1: yeah we went camping in France earlier this summer yeah
0: as, as if we don't do enough together already
1: we <laughs> decided to go on holidays together we handed in our second book and was like oh no let's go on holidays together <laughs> <laughs> that was fun uh, I mean it was early May so it rained the whole time yeah. but I think that's quite you yeah, kind of have to experience sitting in a mobile home in France in the last rain yeah, trying to entertain small children yeah <laughs>
2: I haven't done it with small children I've done it without small children and I've been the small child being yeah. entertained yeah. all my family holiday trips were to That's, France at that age
1: yeah I think it's kind of like a rite of passage it is a rite of passage yeah. Yeah. but and it's so always you've got a box of wine I think, yeah. you're I mean, <laughs> I think yeah. there was one night like, because there was a group
0: of us there and you know there was uh, more adults than children so there was enough of us to look after nice children but I remember you know they have those like campsite discos at like 8pm and the adults were like yeah let's get into this with our box of wine the children were like can we go home now <laughs> <laughs> You're
1: embarrassing it's, us. The giant mascot was making some pretty rude gestures. <laughs> <laughs> pretty some,
2: uh, unkid friendly. I love it that you have a box of wine. Isn't oh it? yes. yeah, it's, it's not a bottle, is it? Well, it's we're a box. all
1: being very more environmentally conscious now. Yeah, that's being... it.
2: It's not, <laughs> no, I would have it's to. Not that it's five litres. I would have to question whether the box made out of cardboard is more inv- environmentally friendly than the bottles. But I don't know. That, I guess that yeah. Wasn't point. I don't want
1: to even think about that. No,
2: we
0: already feel bad about drinking five litres of wine.
2: <laughs> don't make you. Think Think
0: about the
1: environment yeah, while you're doing yeah. it. <laughs> uh, we've also, um, I lived in the US for a while, and Emer came out to visit me a couple of times, and we've also had some pretty memorable times yeah, driving we, around. We did a
0: great road trip from uh, Phoenix in Arizona to San Diego.
1: Maybe six, S- six or
0: seven, six hours. or seven hours. Yeah, so right. not too long, but long enough to play all the games we could think of. Um, I almost got into trouble at the the one thing Sarah had told me was don't forget your passport to get into California. You really need that. You know, they want they want your ID. They have guns, Emer. They I have said. guns. Yeah. <laughs> We got, we got to the border and where was the passport couldn't find it I, I don't have it what are we going to do the guard was not impressed by our Irish charm yeah
1: and as soon as I see somebody like you know in a uniform with a gun I just like I, my urge to confess things that I haven't even done is so strong and then I, I act got up, drugs in the back yeah, yeah I frisked me like you wouldn't know I could be packing um, and then yeah so I did I, eventually locate I act the very basket.
2: shifty as yeah. well but yeah. I just don't
1: know what comes over me sweating
2: going like, I had it. Yeah. had it a minute ago I'm, am I up to something hang oh on I've never um, driven into California I've driven out of California I, oh they I don't, don't care, if you're, don't they know, care you know, if you're leaving yeah. 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 I don't even remember seeing a border. It's, One of their main concerns is proximity to, fr- to the Mexican border. That's oh, what the problem
1: is. Yeah. Well, they're they're very interested in your fruit and veg supplies. Oh well. yeah, they, they and also, how much it costs. Yeah. Well, just like, have you got any on you? Like, <laughs> Are you <laughs> hungry? I'm smuggling in a carrot. They think I'm you're bringing uh,
0: diseases into their Precious across popcorn, their invisible yeah. border. It's yeah. just, um, but yeah, that trip was great. We ended up we kind of randomly picked a hotel in San Diego because it was good value, and they ended up having their own seals. They had a little seal colony kind of just outside the lobby of the hotel. We couldn't believe. Our eyes. Yeah. we were like,
1: how have we managed to hit the jackpot here? It was the cutest thing ever, and it's on those trips that we sort of did a lot of our chat about Ashling, and just you know, we never thought it was going to go anywhere.
2: What were you doing in the states anyway before the red trip?
1: And my boyfriend had my then boyfriend, now husband, ah. had um, was doing a work ex- assignment. He got the opportunity to go there for three and a half years, and I was working in magazines at the time, and I was kind of had my. My feel of it, I was working on a teen magazine title, just getting constant emails about like vaginal discharge, Um, (laughs) and it was time for me to finish up there.
2: Did they arrest that guy that kept sending you those emails?
1: (laughs) It was allegedly a teenage girl, Um, but it was good. We were in a good position to move, so it was an opportunity I just had to take. Um, And Ebru was one of my. I, a couple of people came to visit me once, but she came twice. I came twice. I mean, yeah. that's how Where it, were you it, living? I was in Phoenix. Feen- you came to Phoenix both times. Yeah, you? Phoenix, Arizona, and we were lived in Portland, Oregon, for a while oh, as well. Amazing. Yeah. Did
2: you see that Portlandia? Was it called Portlandia? Yeah, it was yeah. really funny. Just it was the, the were really very funny because yeah. it is kind of like that sort of hippie. And it very much stuck is. in the nineties. Everything's covered in birds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: It's a really nice city though. And before I went to the states, I completely underestimated. I don't know. You just think about New York, Florida, but that whole like West Coast is so. Beautiful. When we moved from Portland down to Arizona, we did drive the whole way down the 101, and we had a dog with us, which is kind of annoying. But we drove through like wine country, and they have like the redwoods up there as well. It's America has everything that all the other countries have. I feel, and they have really good like national parks, and they take really good care of them, and the facilities are great. You know, you can go there and camp, and you can have a campfire. In Ireland, we're very much against campfires.
2: Yeah. yeah, and barbecuing
1: mm, and things oh, yeah. like that whereas mm. they're like take advantage of the parks
2: people you know take the mickey out of Americans for a lot of them not having passports obviously mm. a lot do as well but the, I forget what the proportion is now but they used to say something like 40 or 50% yeah it's
1: really hard but it's such a huge country exactly there's so I, much I, to with, see with everything
2: do. to do with every yeah. single landscape from snow to desert you yeah. Know? yeah
0: I was just visiting a friend in New York and she was talking about she had been invited to LA for a New Year's Eve party and I was like are you going to go and she said no it's further away to go to LA than it it is to travel home to Ireland. Like, it's not a short jaunt on a plane like yeah. it's, a, it's a long haul flight and I was like God, I hadn't really thought about it that way Yeah
1: we do forget that sometimes
0: We've actually done a lot of travelling around Ireland in the past year doing book promotion and we've done a lot of interviews A lot and of literary
1: festivals so we spent a lot of time in the car last summer which we had a fabulous summer in Ireland as yeah. you guys had it as well here um, and, and
0: literary festivals tend to happen in kind of well-to-do coastal towns where they have a lot of boats so <laughs> we spent a lot of time in really nice yeah. um, really nice towns and villages in places like Clare and and Kerry, or Cork and Kerry, rather, in which are just
2: beautiful. West
1: and southwest yeah. of the country, they're so beautiful down there.
2: I'm glad. I'm so glad you got good weather because the only time I've been like way out west was Connemara and Galway and that sort of thing. And the, even though the beaches were. Amazing! Yes. They were like they looked like Caribbean beaches. Some of them you just would not go near <laughs> yeah, one. This yeah. is August. but oh, oh, you know. they it, call, it was sunny and beautiful. As they well. it called wasn't that even raining. It was the Irish sunny. Tourism
0: Board called that the Wild Atlantic Way, and ah. they call it that for a reason. It, <laughs> it is <laughs> wild. Over there. It is wild. You can drive from kind of the tip of Northern Ireland down through Donegal and down into Galway and down to, to Cork, and that's the Wild Atlantic Way. And the beaches are fantastic.
2: Do you feel that emotional connection to Ireland, like a lot of people? who haven't even been there, actually, some of them, you know, feel.
1: I think I do. And it's as I get older, I appreciate it so much more. Mm -hmm. Because I'm from the countryside, greenery, trees, mountains used to just bore me. And I used to want to, you know, be in the city and be anonymous and all that rest of it. But now, you know, when we're down in Kerry... Um, and Kinsale and places like that. Just the scenery is breathtaking. It's so beautiful, and it's yeah. so unique to Ireland as well. Like you can, you just, you just tell it's Ireland, and I can see why it's so so yeah. popular. Even
0: when I go home now to where my mother lives, the house I grew up in is just in the countryside in Kildare, and it's just so beautiful and quiet and green.
1: And it changes so much with the seasons when you're driving around. You know, you yeah. do, when you live in a city, you don't really notice the season so much. But when you're driving yeah. down to Kildare, like the trees. I love
0: Ireland now. I must say, I was just <laughs> in New York
1: as I said, and I visited Ellis
0: Island which is where immigrants would have come through from like the early 20th century to the middle of the 20th century. And there's a lot, they've they, They've done such a good job in recreating images and kind of sounds. And I actually got quite emotional walking around because I was able to see so many Irish people who'd gone through Ellis Island and just the chance that they were taking such a chance yeah. to leave everything behind and come to this, you know, brave new world and set up lives for themselves it was, you could almost pick the Irish people out of because obviously people from all over the world came through Ellis
1: Island but you could pick out the Irish people like
2: yeah. from and a
1: country mile I was like they're Irish I can tell <laughs> and then if you go to the Tenement Museum as well in New York you can see where they all ended up and how they lived
2: you could just imagine the fear and trepidation and the sadness at leaving your family yeah and yet also I'm, I'm guessing that many people would have had a also a, a feeling of excitement and going yeah. off to find somewhere new but it's it is quite awesome you know when you think of the emotions and the enormity that that involved you know crossing the sea and for many people never ever coming back never seeing their family again. i
0: mean people are still doing it today i mean
1: there was a huge wave in the 80s as well
0: huge wave in the 80s
1: everyone sort of irish has an aunt in yeah and i have like like lots of cousins who would have
0: gone over to work on building sites in new york and then with the more recent recession there was quite a big kind of outflux of of emigrants from ireland who came to the uk or went to again to new york or Australia is a big place that Irish people go to. They have a good visa system, so you know it's quite welcoming to, to Irish
2: people yeah a lot of nurses everyone's um, welcoming to Irish people yeah, left, bit, they, yeah. some of my best friends are Irish and my mum's we did a DNA test she's 40% Irish oh wow Yeah, I don't know if
1: Irish people are too welcome in the US at the moment but is that? just because Trump yeah immigration <laughs> in, in general um, I don't think it's as appealing as it used to be whereas Australia and Canada now are big destinations yeah Canada's a big people. destination Dubai like the Middle East is another yeah. one where um, Irish people exp- Ireland exports
0: go. really good teachers and nurses
1: <laughs>
2: Yeah.
0: so Dubai is a, is a big pull for, for teachers and, and nurses and there's so much
2: money to be made out there tax free a lot of the time yeah, yeah mm. compared to here yeah very low taxes I don't yeah. know what the taxes are actually right you know we said this at the beginning but you are really living the dream you're best friends you've written best selling books together and you've got a film coming out yes. what's next I mean what's the plan
1: um, well, we are contracted to do a third book, third Ashling book, which will be out next year. So that is a big focus for us. Yeah, uh, Ashling has
0: has travelled across to the UK. So it, she, Michael Joseph publishes the Ashling books here in the UK, and it's been amazing to think that something so Irish has travelled across the the Irish Sea and kind of. She, she was called the Irish Bridget Jones in The Guardian which we like clung on to we were like yeah we'll take yeah, that yeah I think that
1: sounds great and um, it's also travelled outside of Ireland and the UK we just last week got a book deal for Serbia it's going to be in the Czech Republic it's for Germany Korea Korea yeah <laughs> um, so good luck to the people translating it in those far flung <laughs> yes. places because it's uh, pretty tricky yeah you be, must
2: pinch yourself yeah, yeah we do
1: yeah we're nominated for, we were nominated for Best Newcomer in the Irish Book Awards last year and now this year we're nominated in the popular fiction category, which is a huge leap, and just the to, uh, to be known as popular yeah. <laughs> is amazing. So yeah, and we've
0: managed to meet so many of our heroes. So one of our probably our big joint hero would have been Marion Keys um and we would have shared her books as we were growing up in our 20s and you know you know she championed
1: oh my god what a complete lashing from the start and we just couldn't believe it and she's such an amazing example of somebody who has made irish books as in you know unique irish humor go international so to have her um, in our corner, has been just so incredible. I was yeah. going to say,
2: well, there's quite a few Irish authors that have made it international. Marianne Keyes, Cecilia Hann. Yeah. but we, land a, Scholars, yeah, you know.
0: We find our names mentioned now in the same sentences as these women, and it's just so exciting. Like It makes me gasp every time. Yeah, we can't believe
2: it. <laughs> My last question is always about music, because I always think that music and travel go hand in hand. And I will ask each of you in turn, well, actually you might have the same song, it might be on a, on a joint travel thing, but if you had to choose one song that reminds you of a time and place of travel, what would that song be, and why?
1: When we were in that hotel room in San Diego, drinking gin, looking out at the seals, <laughs> there was this, you were like, Emer Sarah, you were like, "Oh, you have to listen to this song. It's really good." and it was that real real Oh sleigh bells yeah. Um, and we put it on repeat, we drank, I think, a bottle of gin
0: <laughs> <laughs> and put sleigh bells real, real on repeat, And that same trip. I remember listening to Florence and the Machine "Shake It Out." Yeah,
1: that had just um, come
0: out. That had just come out, and I had visited Sarah just to kind of get away from some stressful stuff at home. And I remember driving around Phoenix, listening to that, and thinking, "Oh, this is such a breath of fresh air." So whenever I hear that, I always think of
2: it. Well, you two are a breath of fresh air. Oh, uh, thank you. I'll steal that one from you. And thank you so much for coming on the Big Travel Podcast. I can't wait to read the other books and also see the movie. <laughs> Invite oh. me to the premiere, please. We Absolutely. Will. <laughs> Thank you so much, Sarah and Ema, for your wonderful humour and a really enjoyable conversation. I can't wait to see what's next for you and indeed Ashling. Thank you so much for listening to the Big Travel Podcast. Next week we have a very inspirational story from Paralympic swimmer Liz Johnson.